we're just all about joy and color and what makes us happy, which then makes other people happy, I guess. Every online sale is like a mini miracle, really, that there's so many steps that people have gone to to actually buy something from someone they don't know. I think it's about putting yourself out there a little bit and showing who Mm. you are because, you know, I guess it's that that thing where people buy from who they like, no trust. Welcome to Add to Cart, the podcast that Express delivers all you need to know in the fast-moving world of e-commerce. Every month, Nathan Bush from 12 High and an e-commerce industry expert will share the news, research and insights that you need to know to keep you at the top of your game. And of course, keep your customers adding to cart. Hello and welcome to Add to Cart. My name is Nathan Bush, host of Add to Cart and e-commerce consultant at 12 High. Today, we spend time with Pip Brett, who is the owner of homewares and fashion retailer Jumbled. Now, if you haven't visited or seen Jumbled online, you might not get Jumbled. So, I encourage you that if you can, have a Google and check them out before listening. Obviously, don't do it while you're driving a car or driving a forklift or eating a burrito. It's just not safe. Based out of Orange in regional New South Wales, Pip and her team have created a product range which could probably be better described as a gallery and a customer base that's definitely better described as a community. And if you don't believe me, Jumbled won the Global Innovation Award in Chicago for retail experiences just last year. Not bad for a retailer out of Orange, hey? So in our chat, we cover everything from how regional retailers often make better storytellers how Jumbled approached the complicated world of shipping when you're dealing with regional, bulky, and fragile complications. Get your head around that. And how Pip and the team is collaborating with the best in design to create unique product specifically for Jumbled. Now, thanks to our partners Shopify Plus and Signet, here is our conversation with Pip Brett from Jumbled. Pip Brett, welcome to Add to Cart. Thank you for having me, Nathan. So good to have you on. I feel like I know you because I listened to the Jumbled Loves a Chat podcast <laughs> where you <laughs> where you interview uh, some of your retailers but a lot of creative people and I, and I find it fascinating. Um, and my wife actually put me onto your podcast first. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And she said, you've got to listen to Pip. And it was so awesome. I love, I love hearing more into your world there. Um, and it was only then that I went onto your store as well. And then I was looking through your store and I was like, We've got that. We've got that. That's hanging up in my house. That's around. <laughs> and I realized <laughs> where it's all come from. <laughs> I know where it's all come from. Oh, that's um, so, cool. so, Pip, can you give our listeners, before we get into the podcast and everything else that happens in your world, a little bit around Jumbled and, and who Jumbled are and the origins of Jumbled? Yeah, sure. Um, so I have a brick and mortar store in Orange, which is central west New South Wales. And it's like a big old Masonic hall called the Sonic. And in there, I ha- I had two stores, um, Igloo, a clothing store and jumbled a homeware store, but I've combined them into one during COVID. So it's just jumbled. And, um, it's pretty much everything that I love all under one roof. So a one-stop shop and um, we're not doing anything groundbreaking. We're just all about joy and colour and what makes us happy, which then makes other people happy, I guess. 
yeah, I love the line that you've got on your Instagram around more is more, less is a bore. And I think it sums totally. it up so well, hey. Yeah, um, yeah, it's life too, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's so true. Um, and tell us a little bit more around the types of products that you stock because you definitely have a feel. There's definitely a jumbled look. What qualifies yes. for a jumbled look? A jumbled look. It's just kind of evolved because it's just pretty much what we love. But, yeah, I guess it's um, it's always changing. We're always adding new things, but it's definitely a real focus on colour and what, you know, the clothing and the homeware side operate a bit differently. For me, fashion is all about, you know, that magical power of when you wear something new and you feel so good in it. That's yep. what I want people to feel when they wear something from us. You know, when you look good, you feel good it, and the, and vice versa, when you feel good, you look good, that sort of type thing. Yep. And not taking ourselves too seriously. And the and the homeware side is all about, you know, I guess pieces that have a story and that you connect with and that you love. I love in particular original art. Um, that's probably been our big growth area and it's what I'm most passionate about really and what I keep buying myself too probably. <laughs> but, yeah. And you've got a physical store, which we touched yeah. on, um, is yeah. in Orange. And how long have you been up and running in e-commerce for? Um, well, I started Igloo, my clothing store, when I was 21. So we just had our 16th birthday for the store. When I opened Igloo, there was no e-commerce or that I don't, I don't think there was. And, you know, I didn't even get people's email addresses. I got physical postal addresses, which was a nightmare. Um, did you do anything with them? I did. I, well, I had no money as well. You know, the first three years were pretty tough, but I would send out a postcard or a little printed thing. Um, they're always really beautiful, but I could do it sort of twice a year seasonally and then maybe once again twice for a sale and that's what I look back on and think that's the only communication I could have with my customer and people loved it because I tried to make it really personal we'd pop in there you know at Christmas time a little wish list that you could leave writing like lying around the house and tick off little boxes and cross things out and things like that. So people loved that, but I could only do it four times a year. And every time, the more people I got on my list, the more money it just kept costing. And then so I think to now when, you know, four times a day I have access to my customer yeah. and it's for free and I can tell them the sale's gone down more one day and then I've got this in the next day and that, you know, so I just think it's amazing where we are, but um, probably started the e-commerce um, very reluctantly as well, mind you, when I had this great girl working for me, Holly Cardew, who now has Pixie, yeah. um, who depetches the images and she's just killing it. It's amazing. But um, I was lucky enough to have her working for me and she convinced me to start an online store and um, and I think at the same time we started Instagram yeah, so I think that's been mm. like eight years, maybe six or yeah, eight cool. years. Yeah, cool. yeah. It's funny you mentioned Holly. We had um, her co-founder of VOP, Mike Angel, oh. on 
earlier as well and um she's doing some awesome stuff with vop as well so amazing that i didn't realize she came from um jumbled yeah well i yeah i only had her for a little while she was going (laughs) she was going places but she um like whenever she writes to me on Instagram or sends me an email going, great job, I love that, I just think, oh, my God, that's amazing coming from you. You know, when you just meet someone in life that really changes the track that you're on, Yeah, Holly is just one of those people. And, yeah, we're v- very different people. But, um, yeah, she just is totally inspiring. It's awesome. Awesome. I love the circle of e-commerce that happens in Australia and seeing people pick up in different places and use their skills in other ways. It's fantastic. I know. I know. It's so funny. I remember when she was like, you really should get Instagram. I'm like, oh, what the hell is that? (laughs) And she was like, well, you just like, you should do it. You just take, you know, pictures of your coffee, pictures of your feed, like a little bunch of flowers. It's like giving a little glimpse into your daily life. And I was like, no one wants to know that she's like trust me they will it's going to be the next big thing and I was like okay and so yes probably still take pictures of my coffee I think I did yesterday you know my feet I don't know but it's just funny how um yeah it's just funny how things work out isn't it did you know that lush cosmetics have committed to being naked 50% of the time that means free from packaging you sickos but when packaging is used It needs to meet stringent environmental guidelines, including being 100% recyclable. So that's when Lush joined forces with our partner Signet to provide an eco-friendly outer packaging solution, which helps get their products in the hands of retailers in perfect condition while making a minimal environmental impact. To see the packaging solutions that Lush Cosmetics use, plus 5,500 other solutions, visit signet.net.au and up your e-commerce packaging game today. So to give people a little bit of context on your journey, starting mm-hmm. out with the fashion store Igloo, yep. I understand that you didn't necessarily go out to be a retailer from the start. Yeah, so I um, grew up in Orange and my mum had a clothing store here for 25 years, which was like quite groundbreaking then. There wasn't really, you know, every small country town now has a beautiful store and things like that, especially now because of Buy From The Bush and amazing initiatives like that. But um, I went to boarding school and when I left, I studied fashion at UTS and I then wanted to be a designer. But by the end of the fourth year, I decided no, retails for me. I'm going to open my own store, but I didn't know if I'd do it in Sydney or Orange or what I was going to do, but decided on Orange because, you know, and like I said before, it is a bit different now, but back then, 16 years ago, regionally, there were there were some really amazing brands doing wonderful things like Sass and Bide and Tiger Lily, but they only stocked in the major cities. So I thought, imagine if you could get them out here. So much going on. There's so many young people and there's a real desire for that. Um, so yeah, decided to do it out here and really didn't think too much about the future and opened Igloo when I was 21. And from that, you know, the first years were quite tricky, but then you hit that third year and you kind of have worked out what people are wanting 
who they are, you know. Yep. They work out who I am and um and then yeah, I opened a homewares store after I bought a house and realized that I loved homewares just as much as I loved fashion. And then, you know, over the years I've moved to different locations and then I think with Jumbled, the homewares store, it was so unique and different that we we grew quite quickly and we'd outgrown our space. Our online was growing, our Instagram was growing and um, we were on the lookout for a new place and my husband, who's super uncreative, was the one who found the big old Masonic Hall in town. It's in the most perfect spot but didn't know it was for sale. It had been for sale for four years and so um, he's a builder and we renovated that in a whirlwind of six weeks and um, we just sort of created the dream that I'd have, that I'd had of that concept store, you know, of coffee fashion home that I'd seen in Europe and America that I thought, oh, that would be, Hmm. you know, I didn't, from the outset, I didn't see that vision, but it just, as soon as we saw that space, um, yeah, and that then space has allowed us to grow even more. So it's been great. I haven't seen it myself in person, but the photos I've seen of it is just phenomenal. It just looks incredible. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Have do you find that it's almost a tourist attraction in itself? Do you have people traveling to come to the store to check it out? Yeah, it's amazing. Like it is a destination retail space. Um yeah, it's it's just amazing. I just feel like um something's changed again in your business. You can't quite put a finger on it, but I just feel like when people come in they're so invested in who you are and the space and it's the saying, they're like, I feel like I know you, we're best friends and, you know, the space is better in real life and that makes me so happy because when I first started Jumbled, I had this tiny, tiny store, like so small and so full that when people came in, they're like, oh, I thought it'd be much bigger than this and I'm like, oh, that's my feelings and I'm like, yeah, I'm just quite creative with my photos, like, I'd sort of worked out this one tiny like 30 centimetre square piece with the perfect bit of light hitting it that I was like, yeah, I do quite well with my photos I think in here. But it's so much nicer for people then to say so much better than I thought. And I'm like, oh, that's good. That's what I want. Yeah. Oh, funny story the other day. I went and looked at a a house where looking at moving maybe we'll see what happens. But (laughs) it was basically basically we saw this photo on realestate.com turned up to the house and the house was a totally different colour to what it was in the photos. They just photoshopped it a different colour. Oh, so my God. <laughs> so it's, anything's possible. I know. It's so cheeky, isn't it? Yeah. Um, vision. But I, the vision. The vision. <laughs> Selling the um, vision to you. And not overselling it. No. I think you're playing your yourself down a little bit, though, in terms of what you've created here in terms of, and I know it's hard to, something that is so visual and so almost, I'm not going to say cult-like, but it's, you have such a strong mm-hmm. following. Um, it's hard to get that across. Um, you recently won the Global Innovation Awards in mm. Chicago. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. So we got, um, Jumble was selected to represent Australia at the awards and I went really not fully knowing what we're in for 
like we had to do lots before we went, but I kind of didn't understand the gravity of it until we were at the event and I like leant over to my husband. I was like, oh, I really want to win now. Like I, <laughs> I really want to win. He's like, you're not going to. And I was like, I know, but I do. Anyway, mm-hmm. we won. <laughs> and so what did you win for? Um, for excellence in retail. And um it was it was amazing and I, I felt like it was, you know, not a not only like a pat you know, it was amazing to go for Australia as well, but it was a pat on my back that we were doing the right thing, that we were going in the right direction. But um it was just an amazing experience in general, just getting to meet the other um the other retailers and the mentors and the whole event just sort of was, you know, at the time probably there was a lot of media stuff and there is still now that, you know, retail's dead and mm. struggling and doom and gloom and bricks and mortar, boo-hoo and um, all that sort of stuff. But I feel like the whole event was like boring retail's dead, but retail is alive and it's thriving and you have to be, kind of more than just a retail store to survive you've got to be you've got to be events you've got to be workshops you've got to be commu- a meeting place for your community you've got to you know have a you know mm. like just be be more and so you've got to be I, involved, yeah you have to have a playlist you have to have a fragrance like it was just um yeah tiring but yeah, really, really inspiring. That's awesome. And what was the thing? Did you get any feedback from the judges or the panel in there around what really stood out for them, for this retailer in Orange in Australia? What made you guys stand out amongst the world? I think it was, I can't remember what they said to us exactly. I think it was the whole idea of community and a community meeting place, but also the way in which we try to personalize every touch point that someone would have with our business. So, um, we try and get that online experience to be as joyful as the in-store experience and so you know that's still a work in progress as well Mm. but yeah that's what we're sort of aiming to do so yeah I think that's what got us over the line and a little bit of my crazy visual merchandising I think helps a little bit I love to annoy my husband and suspend things from ceilings and things like that (laughs) he's like oh you're so annoying yeah you've got the vision he's got the skills to to yes yeah yes yeah it's handy being married to a builder yeah (laughs) um now, when you say matching the in-store experience to online, yeah, what have you tried specifically from an online perspective to try and bring that to life? Um, okay. So, well, with our social media, we try and especially when we were locked down with COVID and no one could come into the store, we were trying to give you know, that experience of in-store through our social media, like through advice, through videos, through showing people the products, maybe like stepping them through a little bit more. You know, with mm-hmm. clothing, we've got every different size of um, girl working for us, so we try and show it on real people to give yep. a bit of an understanding. But um, 
it's trying to give that joyful experience and to sort of show how we feel about the item as well. Um, then the online experience, like the actual physical store, we try and do that through images and descriptions and our blog posts and our newsletters using our language. So the way we would talk to someone in store, you know, even our shipping mm-hmm. confirmation email sounds personal and it's from Jess and it's got all of our pictures, who we are, what silly things we're up to. <laughs> so we try and do it that way. Yeah. Is that is that kind of content and this this kind of content like the shipping notifications and stuff, is that stuff that you update regularly? Because I'm imagining that you've got a lot of customers who would have be returned customers. Do you try and put effort into updating that regularly? Yeah, and we also we every online order goes out with a personal note. So that is based on, of course, who they are, what they've ordered, how well we know them, if they're a first time yeah. buyer or whatever. And we try and make that, you know, we probably went through a stage where it was maybe a written note, but was it really that personal? Mm. And so we're making a real effort to, um, you know, my husband, he was working for the business for a little while and he was the best at those notes. (laughs) Like he was super, super good. But yeah, like we're trying to make it more thoughtful and grateful and you know we are super every time an online order comes through you know we get more now but even I try and think back to the early days too and that every online sale is like a mini miracle really Mm -hmm. that there's so many steps that people have gone to to actually buy something from someone they don't know that I just you know we have to keep reminding ourselves of that so that's something that changes all the time and yeah the shipping notifications we do try and change and all those emails um, Mm -hmm. especially when we get great new imagery of our staff and things like that but yeah it's a constant um the to-do list is ever growing isn't it for every small business but um that's our aim and yeah how have you managed to keep a bit of pip and everything and i've noticed that you know you you bring your team along as well like jess is really well known to to your audience as well to us as well how do you keep like a bit of pip into everything without going insane I used to not be in anything and then because hated my voice, now I've got a podcast, which is so crazy, <laughs> didn't think I would do that, and all my face on anything, all my body, like I'd be like use my body but not my head to the girls in pictures. <laughs> but then, you know, I did, I think I went through, you know, I think it was in Insta stories kind of started and that's another probably turning point in our business as well where I think I just talked my way through a Kip and Co catalogue of new bedding that was coming in and said the things that I really liked and what I would like and, you know, and it went really well and I got great feedback and I was like, oh, okay, I might try that again and, you know, this time I'll do it a different way or this time I'll I'll just put my face on it, you know, and then that went well and that did well. So, you know, it was like through building confidence and through testing what worked and what didn't. And I don't like to think that actual real people are watching it because then I'd be embarrassed. Like I'm embarrassed if I see that my husband's watching. I'm like, oh, don't watch that. I just <laughs> did like a really, really daggy dance. Like I try not to think of the 
that anyone really cares because you care more than they care. And I guess my staff are different. I mean, are the same as well in that they may have been the same as me at the start and Mm. then um, they then don't care either. But I still have, you know, I have 10 staff and half of them you'll never see their face because they don't want to be on it and I'm totally respectful of that also even though I do try. Um, (laughs) But I do think, you know, it's like what do you keep for yourself and what do you share you know, I think it's more, it's not a strategic thing. It's just what kind of comes sure. naturally. Like we're sort of building a house at the moment and I'm worried that I'm annoying people with it, but I'm like really excited by it. So, yeah. I feel it's like just, I'm going on the house journey with you. Like I'm renovating my <laughs> No, when are, when are we moving in? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm like, <laughs> when's this going to be ready? Come on, I'm really excited about that bathroom. I look great. Totally, yeah. totally. <laughs> and so I'm like, ah. Oh, you know, I really, I think as you get older too, you kind of care less about what people think. Yep. So I actually don't care because majority of the people that like you like you and the people that don't like you don't like you. So then I think, oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> you know mm. what I mean? It probably helps too with not worrying so much about competition or what others are doing, um, yes, whether that yeah. be in the content space or whether that be in the retail space or whatever. If you just go, this is me, this is what I do, this is what our customers love about us. And just keep going I, for that. A hundred percent. I feel like not much can be gained from looking at your competition because it only makes you feel a bit shit. And it's kind of like people's highlight reel too. I don't know. It's just such a tricky one, isn't it? Like, yeah. I just, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think nothing's to be gained from that. I think. You know, I did a podcast with Rachel Castle and she was like, her advice was like, stay in your own lane. Mm. Just like, mm. just do what you're doing and you stay true to yourself. Like, yep. Do, do what you do. Look after the people that support you and just do it bloody well. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've actually got a Rachel Castle print, which is actually very similar. We've got to hang in our daughter's room around stay in your lane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You, yeah. you may have bought it from my shop. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife, man. Probably. probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, tell us about running uh, a regional retail business. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, a very deliberate choice where you grew up, where you love. Um, how are regional retailers feeling right now? And I'm not asking you to speak on behalf of everyone, but what's the general gist that you you feel? And what are the, some of the positives and, cha- and, and challenges of coming from a regional area? Mm. I feel like there's no better time really to be a regional store. I, I think that's what COVID has sort of shown us. I kind, I, I had thought that before though, but, um, I just really feel like it's our time to shine, which is really wonderful. I think the negatives at the start, you know, when I first started Igloo, it was very hard to try and get brands, you know, to come on board. And and even there still is a little bit of that because there is a misconception that because you live in the country, you may not like cool things, you know, or it's not as – but I think out here people have got as much style, as much money, if not even more. Yep. And I think they understand the essence of the joy of life, you know what I mean? So I feel like the market's 
here and and since COVID, my town of Orange, the end of lockdown, I mean, my town of Orange, you know, has been booming because mm. of people wanting to get out of the major cities. Um, so in that respect, it's been really wonderful. I guess the logistics of shipping and distance are always a bit tricky, but I do think the positives outweigh the negatives. So I feel like we're able to set ourselves apart from our competitors because, you know, we do have a unique story that we're here in Orange. We've got a massive store that we own, well, well the bank owns, but that we semi-own. <laughs> um, you know, we're able to have a big amount of space, you know, cost of living's less. Mm. There are really good people out here to employ you know, or people are willing to willing to move out here. Um, but, you know, there's also that sense of like loyalty and community out here that I don't feel like that you necessarily get um, in a mm. big city. But, yeah, I just feel like it's a really exciting time to be in, the, in a yeah. regional or rural area. And I think that is also to be, you know, we just came out of one of the biggest droughts ever. And I really do think that, you know, buy from the bush, stay in the bush and great efforts from the tourism bodies really have has paved the way, you know, to things start paying off. Mm. You know, even COVID, I feel like r- rural businesses were quite well set up to cope. Yeah, so. Yep. Yeah, it's good. It's exciting. Good. <laughs> I love that. I love. I love that it's feeling yeah. good. Um, I love what you said there around telling a, the ability to tell a story. Mm. And to me, you know, you've got people like uh, Jane at Bird's Nest. Love uh, her. The guys that love. She's amazing. Um, Spell on the Gypsy. Obviously, you guys. There's there's a heap of examples out there. And I don't know. For some reason, it feels like you get your story so much quicker. Mm-hmm. Than if you were in with other retailers in, in a city landscape, do you think that comes down to being regional or the types of personality mm-hmm. that you let shine coming coming from yeah. a smaller community? Yeah, maybe it's a really interesting question. Actually, that's made me just like my brain just went tick tick. Maybe <laughs> I think maybe with regional stores and like. Jane from Bird's Nest and Spell, like do you see more of who the founders are, who the actual people are rather than trying to be a big brand or Hmm. maybe being bigger or trying to be seen as bigger? Like I probably went through a stage of igloo where I wanted to be cooler, like more more sophisticated and that's not me at all and so you know and it didn't resonate with anyone but as soon as we jump in the outfit rather than some like hot model like as soon as we get in it we get the sales so you know I don't know I think it's about putting yourself out there a little bit and showing who you are because you know I guess it's that that thing where people buy from who they like, no trust. And I mm. think that if you show, you know, I guess here at Jumbled we're sort of selling a lifestyle as well as um, a product. You know, mm. we really, we wanted to showcase the city, the town that we live in, you know, and the community that we live in. And then in turn, 
that's just sort of become ingrained in our um, business as such. And then yeah. we've sort of been showcasing who we are. After that, that was just sort of something that came out of going, let's let's try and get everyone to come to Orange, you know. It's just yeah. everything evolves, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a, it's a nice way of putting it and it kind of reminds me of, you know, when you see a movie that you go, oh, that the town in that movie was almost like a character in that movie. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, yes, 100%. Yeah, and it kind of feels like that with what you're doing as well. Think Shopify Plus is just for simple retailers? Well, let me tell you, JB Hi-Fi is no simple business. But when their old site crashed for two hours during Black Friday, doing nothing was simply not an option. Shopify Plus was selected as their e-commerce partner to help facilitate the fast-growing $5 billion retailer. However, with over 200 dispatch locations, a reliance on a web of APIs, and the ability to handle triple growth, it wasn't an out-of-the-box implementation. But the results spoke for themselves. JB Hi-Fi cruised through a record Black Friday and Cyber Monday in 2019 without a hitch, have reduced average page load time by 15%, and were even able to redeploy three techies whose job it was just to watch the servers to make sure it didn't go down. JB Hi-Fi and Shopify Plus, not just smashing prices, but smashing e-commerce. To read more of JB Hi-Fi's story and see other case studies, visit the customer section on shopify.com.au forward slash plus. Just to switch gears a little bit, one of the challenges that you mentioned around um, e-commerce from a regional area was shipping. So Mm. Australia is notoriously a shit place and an expensive place for e-commerce shipping. Mm -hmm. Um, What what are some of the um, techniques that you can share or strategies that to kind of mitigate that? Yeah, it's like the constant battle, really, but. And, you know, so many, I feel like consumers expect free shipping as well, which is just such a hard thing to pull off and to offer, especially if you are regional or anywhere, really, Mm. because the country is so big and your customer can live in Perth or, you know, and they may want an artwork. But I like to, I think the people in your back room need to be really invested in your business in terms of like what's the best way to send each item because we will use a variety of different ways depending on what it is, where it's going. So you really need someone that's like or a team that's really thinking and problem solving because, yeah, we'll use Auspost, um couriers we use pack and send we use removalists like it will all depend so you've got to be flexible on it but also you got to win some to lose some like definitely there is orders that cost us money in the end and that's annoying but Mm. then I always say well they might come back to us and spend more money with us and in the long run you've got this loyal customer Shipping is such a tricky one that you can get really caught up in. But um, 
We now, with um, large pieces, we charge the customer um, for shipping. So for an original artwork, we will charge, we'll get the best price for them, but we mm. charge for that. But it is fascinating that someone is willing to spend $4,500 on an artwork, but they are so pissed off that they have to pay $190 freight to get it from Orange to like far north Queensland. Really? I just find it fascinating that, when you want it to be safe, insured, protected, mm. and you spent all that money, but the shipping just upsets them, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how that's overcome. I think it's a shame that it's something that's here, but I don't know. My gut feeling would have been, and it's funny, I'm surprised by it as well, because my gut feeling would have been someone spending four and a half grand on a painting, offering free shipping might actually put them off because they're not sure that it will be quality shipping and that they may be in the deep if it turns up damaged or not oh, looked after i don't yeah. know it's it's mm. such a tricky one that on a daily yeah. basis i'm like oh god yeah. but i don't know it's just something we have to all but i do think the couriers in australia post do a pretty amazing job i find it i find it baffling that whenever australia post loses something or breaks something you don't get anything from them mm that there's not many other businesses that that could even be allowed. But all in all, doesn't happen that often that I think it's pretty good. You know, you've got to take the good with yeah, the yeah, bad, yeah. don't you? Yeah. And I think if you're, um, you know, when the, when the post system does slow down a lot, like it did with COVID and it will do again with Christmas, I'm sure, I think if you're just staying really honest and, and in touch with your customer, keeping them mm. updated, I think it's all, they're pretty understanding. Yep. How are you feeling about the postal system going into 2020 Christmas? Oh, I think it's going to be a nightmare. But, <laughs> you know, you hope that people will order early, but it never yeah. happens. It does with some people. Um, I don't know. It's one of those tricky ones. But I always, I think you can only do what you can do, can't you? You know, like if we try our best on our end, then, um, you know, if we can get things out in a timely manner, then we've done mm. our part. But the customer is interesting. They get, you know, it's your fault when the Australia Post doesn't get something uh-huh. to them on time. But, you know, in saying when we got the big influx of online orders during COVID, we needed to be able to get things out too. So we've employed like three new people. So I'm hoping that we can also stay on top of that as mm. well. Yeah, it's a tricky one. I can imagine your customer complaints of of what there are would be much friendlier and nicer than many of the larger corporate complaints. Would that be fair? Um, yes, no? probably. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. You know what? I think it's it's that it's that one thing probably you can get like ninety nine beautiful comments. Mm. Um, the same on your Instagram. The same with your complaints. And then it's just that one that's just mm. ultra brutal or just really hurtful that you're just like, oh, if only you knew. It's just like me on my Instagram looking after it and you've just been, you've just ruined my night. But um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, 
I always, you know, Jane Kay from Bird's Nest, she spoke at a women's business event that we had here in Feb and she said, when in doubt, be generous. And I think that's just like such a good motto to like rule your business Mm. by because, you know, I think in business every day there's like lots of problems that arise that you have to solve and I think it's far easier, quicker, but if you're sold, just to be generous and get it resolved, Mm. you know what I mean, than to fight it and try and be, you know, make a point, just I think. Yeah. Let it go. Because <laughs> you might you might feel good in that moment, but you're not going to really remember. It actually it. doesn't, yeah. and you've yeah. then lost someone. And um, yeah, yeah. good point. Really good point. Now you mentioned earlier around we talked about the look and the feel of jumbled, and you said that it's everything that we like. Do you still do the buying personally yourself? Yeah, yeah, I do it all. I do it all with Jess, and so yeah. It's exactly what we like. <laughs> That's awesome. And how, how's that process work for you? It's so simple. We literally order just what we like. And then, yep. you know, I feel like we're just starting to push the band, like push our limits a little bit on quantities because everything has been selling out. And I mm. feel like I think we're bombarded by so many new things every day as a consumer that you have to, I feel like it jumbled our thing is that we really need to be, you know, releasing new things all the time, like surprising and delighting. Yeah. But it has a really short shelf life of that surprise mm. and delight, if you know what I mean. Like, so it's like that, move on and that and that and then move on. Yep. So you've got a little bit of time to capitalize. So yeah, we're literally. You know, artworks get sent to us, pictures from our artists, you're like this, yeah, take it, no, send it, no. <laughs> you know, like it's just a literal, it's a gut instinct of whether we love something or not yep. that's straight away and I hope. And so far it's been working for us, but, yeah, it's a, a gut instinct of um, that you can't yep. really pinpoint. It's like as a consumer when you buy an artwork or a dress, like there's no way you had probably intended to buy that funny thing but you did yeah you did yeah like you've got your favorites obviously like the rachel castles the kip and co yeah. the assassin vibe which yeah. i imagine is your go-to how do you discover uh new things that you might love what are your sources yeah i find lots on instagram like just finding random random things and it's even cool that you have access pretty much to the whole world now we also do like a competition each year like the jumbled art superstar and it has to be an artist who's not signed on to anyone and they're in no regional stores that's really great to get new talent and to sort of guide them through their that year of um, mentoring them through with their socials um, and with their art as well. So that's been great. We've found like great people through that every year. Like we usually pick up about seven new artists and it's really exciting that and some of them have now left their full-time jobs and, yeah, it's really cool. So that's a really cool way. Lots of people email We find things all different ways, but we're trying now to make some more of our own unique product. So that might be through a collaboration where we we reach out to someone or they might reach out to us. Like it's, um, you know, you're utilizing the skills of another person. Yeah. And that's been 
such a fun process and such a fun thing to do. Yep. And some of the the collaborations, what I see from your social, are just so highly anticipated, right? Mm-hmm. How do you manage? How do you manage that anticipation when you actually you're saying we might be doing something here, we don't know what it's going to be yet. We think you guys will love it, and then you've mm. built up all this anticipation. How do you? Oh, that would do my head in. I think. Oh no, that's the fun part. Like I feel yeah. like. What I love about a collaboration is what the consumer loves about the collaboration. So the whole process is fascinating. Like I love that part where Mm. we're like, you know, we're collaborating with this person. You might see a few glimpses of what we're doing. Like we're purposely taking people on the journey from like receiving samples to them arriving to the photo shoot to the story behind the product to the launch day and then hopefully like the sellout of it. Mm. So we sort of try and put it in with the podcasts and newsletters and, yeah, so – we are trying to create that buzz, but because it is that short life of things and you want things just to kind of sell out if if possible. Yeah. But, yeah, it's exciting. It's, like, lovely to um, satisfy your own creative needs, mm. but then, you know, you're setting – we're setting ourselves apart from our competitors and we're creating things that we actually yeah. wanted but couldn't get. So, yeah, it's been – one of the greatest things that has probably happened this year, really. I love it. It's such a great spin on um, home brand product because it's not home yeah. brand product. It's quality, <laughs> it's designer. I love it. I'm going to have to canned food next or something. <laughs> the new Andy Warhol, hey? I know. Cream corn. I don't Cream know. corn. <laughs> I don't know. I used to love that. I haven't had that for years. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it goes well with the regional story. <laughs> totally. um, <laughs> I'd have so to be apples, it, though. Apples are grown in orange. Oh, no oranges. Plenty, plenty yeah. can plenty can do with apples. Totally, totally. All right. So that I might have answered the next question. Actually, what's next uh, for yourself and Jumbled? I think yeah, we've definitely in the lead up to Christmas, we've got some really exciting collaborations coming out, which is really really good. Yeah, the future would be yeah, I'd like to create more of our own stuff. I just think mm-hmm. that's just so fun and so fun to launch and create everything for jumbled. You know, I love where we're at at the moment, and I love our team, and I don't. You know, there's no wild plans to expand or become bigger in any way. I just want to, um, like, really fine-tune what we're doing now so that we can, like, be the best we can be and it be the best in-store experience and the best online experience. Um, so just fine-tuning. And for myself personally, I think just um, – having time taking time like just I think if COVID's shown anything it's like family friends yep. you know they're the really important things and I just wanted to I feel like I've you know been working so hard that I feel like now is the time to be enjoying all of these things and I think mm. you can't rest on your laurels like I don't think we can stop and be like okay our job is done now but I think we can just really focus on what are the things that we really enjoy doing and doing more of that and the things that we don't love ditching that. Mm. That's great yeah. advice great advice yeah. and I think it goes through it's a common theme basically through mm-hmm. everything you spoke about today do what you're passionate about do what you're good at 
stay in your lane. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you. Pip, there's so many ways to get in touch with you, whether it's the podcast, Jumbled Loves a Chat. Um, yeah. Go check that out. There's some great, great interviews. I personally love the ones where it's just you and Jess speaking because you get great. <laughs> <laughs> that's, when, that's when we've run out of ideas, time, <laughs> ideas. Oh, well, yeah, watch out. It could be just me speaking to myself in future episodes of this this show, so um, totally. that won't be as entertaining. Um, <laughs> that'd be great. Um, how else can people get in touch with you? Yeah, then there's our online store, which is jumbledonline.com, and then our Instagram, at jumbledonline. Beautiful. And I can really, even if you're not a homewares or a fashion kind of person, go check it out because it's a fantastic, like it was one thing for us talking about it today, but it's only when you see it, I think, that you fully understand um, the story that, that Pip, you've shared today. And it's just oh, amazing. It all thanks. More than a retail experience. So it's yeah, great. Thank you. thank you very much. Pleasure. Now, when I got off that chat with Pip, it was a bit weird because it didn't feel like I was speaking with a retailer. And I'm used to speaking to retailers. And of course, Pip is a retailer and a bloody good one, but it didn't feel like retail. It felt like Pip was just building what she liked. What she liked in physical spaces, product collections, and a team. She's just surrounding herself with places, things, and people that she's genuinely passionate about and make her feel good. And I know we talked about regional retailers as great storytellers, but I think that maybe the story really just comes naturally from people who love where they are, who they're with, and what they're doing. The content, the sales, the awards, they all just flow on. And they're the flow-on effect from staying true to what you love. That's my little Oprah moment for the week. Um, But it is something I took out of it personally. So whether that be as a starting point for other retailers looking to reinvent themselves or how I get more connected to you guys in this podcast, authenticity and passion will always win. If you're looking for more e-commerce news, case studies and research, sign up to 12 High's High Five newsletter. Every week, I read all the e-commerce news and send you five things which I've found which will help grow your business. Visit 12high.com.au forward slash high five, H-I-G-H five to sign up for free. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep adding to cart. Cart.